Hi, Cami. Hi, Leela. Yesterday, I went sledging, and you know how we put away the ski jacket for like two, three years and don't use it. And when I was wearing it, I found a half-eaten Mars bar in my pocket, and obviously, I ate it. <laughs> and I suspect that elves are maybe the grossest avatars there are. <laughs> Would you have eaten that Mars bar as well? <laughs> well, I don't know if I would have eaten it, but I can guarantee you in any one of my bags or coat pockets, there's going to be sweets, <laughs> there's going to be half-eaten pastries, there's going to be chocolate. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. On today's show, we have Camilla Carlo joining us. Um, talking about her discovery of her avatar and her journey with it. Um, Cami is an incredible artist and a camera woman based in the UK. She's been an integral pillar of our community for years, and she's soon going to interact with you decoders a lot more. So stay tuned. Thanks, Cami, for joining us. Kieran, on the other hand, unfortunately is sick, so it's just us. Just you and me. <laughs> so for you, knowing what avatar you are hasn't been that straightforward. No, it's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Do you mind sharing a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was there from the early days and then Karen looked at me and she was like, fairy. Um, and when that first landed, it felt uncomfortable because in those days I dressed like a hobbit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you thought you were an elf first. I know. I was very confused. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I, I would say the whole journey is very much like a, a journey of authenticity and I just I was scared of my own shadow in those days I just I didn't know who I was I couldn't identify a single need because it was so intertwined with what I felt people wanted for me um so I think the fairy was sort of hidden underneath and it wasn't until um they gave me a document because again it was early days so they thought maybe it'll be a book um, so I saw the fairy avatar written out and I remember actually <laughs> shedding a tear because I felt so seen, <laughs> mm. so wow. understood. And, uh, yeah, a few of the things that really stood out was how much we love flowers, um, how many different interests we have. Um, it's almost like going from flower to flower and then you collapse. <laughs> <laughs> and the collapse was like, yes, <laughs> this is true. 
And what a relief to know that that's part of, I don't know, part of your kind of setup and not just like a, a glitch in a way. 100%. 100%. These days, <laughs> I plan for it. <laughs> <laughs> you do? Yeah. So how long ago has that been that the the fairy avatar has been discovered? I'd say in the last three years, it's really started coming into its own. Yeah. There. I mean, there's been so many different conditionings that have fallen away. But you were about to say these days, and I really want to hear about these days and how you plan for the collapse. Genius. <laughs> well, um, I know it's coming. It's like, it's part of the, part of the package. <laughs> and so um, usually it looks like I'll have tons of energy. I'll get excited about a ton of things. And then suddenly I'll need to stop, have a cry, <laughs> have a day of binge watching TV. And I don't know, my life is really nicely set up for that. So I've got my favorite sweatpants. I've got ice cream on the go. <laughs> I've got a bunch of TV shows. You know, when the collapse is coming, it's like, cool, let's, I don't know, like lean into it. Um, so I think there's less fighting it and just understanding it's, it's sort of part of the rhythm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I kind of one of the weird things about fairies which seems so obvious but is true is like I really do love flowers <laughs> like <laughs> I'm so fed by flowers just the color the extravagance the fact that they shine like a motherfucker and then die <laughs> mm, oh yeah so they kind of mirror your movement like shine like, like a motherfucker and then die like you collapse. You don't die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, they're seasonal. <laughs> they just have their moment to shine yeah. unabashedly. And then they sort of, they need their recharge period and you know they'll come again. So when you say that you plan for the collapse to happen, I suppose that doesn't mean that you sit down with your calendar and block out like a day each week. This is when collapse happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only it was that predictable. Although I can say it usually happens about every seven to ten days. <laughs> um, but what that means for me is uh, building space around activities and work. So I just know that I'm going to need a lot of downtime. Um, there's going to be a lot of exciting projects happening, social things to go to. And then at some Parties. point, exactly. <laughs> and then at some point, I'm just going to need some space. And sometimes that space doesn't have a collapse. But it's a nourishing space for you. Like when you talk about your favorite sweatpants and your TV shows and your ice cream, it, I don't know. Is that also like your collapse? <laughs> Is it a moment of... Just recharge? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's recharge, but in a dramatic way. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some, I don't know, like overwhelm and excitement and just drama around it. I feel like that's the fairy way. <laughs> so what you're saying is there's at least one cry. 100%. It's healthy. Yeah. I encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
you sometimes go like, hang on, it's been too long. Like it's been maybe three days without crying. I should cry now. Honestly, I don't know. My life is very different these days. I would say I can easily go two weeks without crying, which is really saying something. Um, yeah, there's a lot of ease, a lot of joy. And it feels like when there is crying, it's almost like flushing out the tear ducts because they need some use. <laughs> yeah. But you also cry out of joy, don't you? Easily. This is true. This is true. Not just sad tears. Yes. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about writing these waves of emotion, which I think a fairy is particularly susceptible to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say there's a lot of feeling going on. And I think understanding the fairy avatar kind of allows permission for that to move more easily so there's less judgment when I'm feeling things intensely or when I'm crying Mm -hmm. because I'm sad or if there's like such an uplift because there's joy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and has that part always been you know part of the makeup of Kami like the feelings, the emotions, or has that also been a discovery within the last three or so years? I'd say Cami was always a person with very, very big feelings. Mm-hmm. But nowadays there's a lot more freedom in feeling them and kind of seeing them as visitors, like they're just part of the landscape. And so there's less attaching to them as reality and I think Mm -hmm. before the feelings were so big and so overwhelming that actually a lot of them were repressed and you mentioned before how there has been a lot of shedding of conditioning like I thought you had a hobbit rising but that might be completely wrong (laughs) so when you were saying conditioning shedding is it not a, a like link to another avatar i would say there there was a fairy trapped under hobbit clothes um yeah i had a wonderful mm-hmm. nanny growing up who was a hobbit and so i think i learned to move slowly through watching her mm-hmm. and then also um I work in the film industry and as a camera woman, I have to wear black so -hmm. that we don't show up in the reflections. And then I found myself coming home and being like, I need color. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so gradually over the years, my wardrobe has shifted a lot. Um, So now I have denim in every color. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have my work clothes, which are all black. They're kind of like a uniform, so it's fun to dress up as work cami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, great, great. Did you keep any of that Hobbit conditioning as in, okay, this is actually kind of useful. I can, I can keep that. Or did it all, is it all leaving? 
I mean, I do love comfy clothes. I probably still dress a bit like a hobbit. Like, I I feel quite comfy in sort of baggy things. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, my love of sparkles is forever growing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so fun to witness your wardrobe changing and yeah more expressing that flower i don't know variety <laughs> of a fairy yeah That's it's really definitely yeah it's it's an evolution um and also just kind of acknowledging that i really do love trends i love what's new <laughs> I love what's exciting and that that's going to keep me interested, but only for a short while. That's a huge exhale to just accept in myself to not try and be different or like timelessly classic, like an elf <laughs> or only interested in organic fibers, like a true hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been anything that was hard to see as oh shit this is conditioning this is not actually authentic um kami i think for me the majority of my journey has just been a a total relief to drop the conditioning that wasn't serving hmm. sometimes i'm annoyed at how right they are about things like food <laughs> <laughs> tell me more <laughs> so it turns out i really do love carbs i genuinely have a fruit smoothie every morning <laughs> and then i'll happily like chow down on a burger and fries like i can put down food like please feed me <laughs> <laughs> weirdly i'm only five two but i need a lot of I need a lot of food. I need like a giant bowl of pasta. Um, and I need a lot of sugar. <laughs> like I always have gummy bears everywhere. <laughs> Just stashed in corners. Yeah. And that hasn't always been like that, right? No, there was a huge judgment around sugar. Um, I once tried a keto diet, which was mm. hell. <laughs> so I had to eat tons of protein and animal fat um and it was awful it was absolutely awful <laughs> and um <laughs> i do i do love meat but annoyingly it's true that i also love veggies like i don't actually need that much meat mm -hmm. and i love mm -hmm. fruit yeah i remember the days of you being on a keto diet and the way you were talking about that diet does not match like hearing you talk about your your pasta or your gummy worms or your your whatever <laughs> sugary treats <laughs> yeah if you're a fairy and you're doing keto please please stop <laughs> please stop just <laughs> go have a bowl of pasta you'll be so happy <laughs> how does it like change the way maybe you inhabit the body or you move 
like allowing for that amount of carb and sugar, do you feel like your energy levels are different from, let's say, when you were doing keto? Or you're just happier? (laughs) (laughs) There are so many stories around gluten and sugar. And so I think there's just a lot more peace (laughs) tucking into a bowl of pasta because that's what feels true for me. Mm -hmm. And then if I manage to eat to like a full belly, there's just this delicious kind of nourished, looked after feeling that can last for days. Yeah, that's, that's so counter to everything you hear about food. Um, So yeah, somehow aligning more to fairy food has really, really served me. Mm -hmm. And I bet it does make a difference in, I don't know, how Kemi goes to work or how Kemi, I don't know, just wakes up every morning. (laughs) I can't tell you how different I am (laughs) from six, seven years ago. I mean... The conditioning that's fallen off, like my life looks very different these days. Um, And so I'd say it's like a 360 upgrade in all areas. Mm. I mean, definitely energy. I used to suffer from fatigue. That's why I did the keto diet. Um, And it wasn't sort of... Ironically. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't you know, doing a pivot from keto to pasta and carbs. It was just this whole journey of shedding off conditioning, you know, doing the inquiry and the healing and the work. And then what's unnatural just falls away. And what you're left is your unique blueprint. And that itself is just filled with vitality. And then things like, I don't know, roller skating happen or I don't know, like all these, all these surprising little things pop up out of Cami that, as you were saying, six or seven years ago, I don't know, might have seemed very unlikely, if not impossible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that aliveness just coming through without all the filters on top um, is delicious to live. Yeah, it's what we're here for. I recommend Mm. it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Not always walk in a park. No, it requires a tremendous amount of courage. I think Kieran says it's simple but not easy yeah you kind of have to let your life sort of fall apart it looks like it's falling apart but it's just the bits that are untrue are falling away and then Mm -hmm. have the courage to hang in there and then see what is authentic remain and then you get to build your life on a foundation of awesomeness (laughs) Mm. Mm mm-hmm I do want to ask, though, like all the conditioning that is coming off. Yes, it's such a relief. 
yeah, I'm coming back to the question of like, has there never been anything that was really sort of felt like such a part of you that it was really hard to like let it go? I mean, I would probably say my marriage, but <laughs> yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hide that. <laughs> Um, that might have been hard (laughs) hang on there was something right (laughs) I remembered there was something (laughs) yeah (laughs) um I was married to a wonderful hobbit we're still friends it's all good um but that relationship was built on being looked after by a hobbit because I didn't feel like I had the resources myself yeah so that whole journey has been about realizing I'm so capable. (laughs) Um, There's so much resource here. Yeah. And that wasn't just from one day to another as well. Like sometimes these are not just sometimes often these like the shedding of conditioning, it takes a moment and it's kind of a gruesome process. And as you were saying, it takes a fuck ton of courage to be willing to just let everything be you know, potentially taken apart. Like, depending on what foundation it's been built on. The funny thing is, is that keeping that shape together was actually a lot more effort than it is now when we've both found our true alignment. So I'm up here in my apartment i live by myself i call it my fairy palace (laughs) (laughs) and he stayed in our previous home which was this lovely hobbit cottage (laughs) Mm -hmm. i had no business living on the ground floor (laughs) i now live on the second floor with a balcony thank you very much (laughs) um but yeah life is just so much easier uh And so it it can look gruesome, but then the truth is it's easier to just be yourself than to be running a bunch of stories that don't serve you or your significant other. Absolutely. It's just sometimes like when we sit in our deep fulfillment, like you and I do, it's sometimes hard to, or hard, not hard. It's sometimes just like the whole journey seems so far away that it's hard to, I don't know, remember the, the, the struggles or the fights or the like, I want to hold on to this. No, don't <laughs> take this one. No, not that. <laughs> but of course you're right. Like, like, any time, of course, like take everything, God, and <laughs> just what's true is where fulfillment actually is and not in the stories, of course. Yeah, I would say it hurts because it's not supposed to be there. It's like if you had um, a splinter, it would get so inflamed. And you can tell stories about how important a splinter is to your life, but if it gets removed, your body heals and there's like a big, ah, oh, <laughs> that's better. It's just yeah. naturally me. Yes. 
And I'm not talking about the marriage being a splinter. It's more, you know, belief systems that you sort of pick up and they aren't authentic to you. Do you have a favorite moment of your authentic fairy being? <laughs> um, I'd say uh, embracing how much I love parties. <laughs> like I have a gnome friend and sometimes he throw part he throws parties and um he's got a piano and I'm the first one there singing at the piano or making up mocktails for the people that don't drink. <laughs> Or um, a couple of years, we had a, a Christmas party with all our camera crew. Um, and usually I just wear black on set. So a party, obviously I show up with sparkles. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember convincing about 20 people uh, to go in karaoke. So after the bar closed, I led them up the hill like the Pied Piper. <laughs> To the karaoke bar and we had an awesome time people still talk about it every time we have another party they're like cammy are you gonna do karaoke again <laughs> wow um to which i reply you can't repeat that kind of magic you know these things just kind of show up mm. um but yeah i think just uh embracing how much i love fun i think that's probably one of my most favorite things about sort of inhabiting the the fairy avatar oh i love that especially in like the quote-unquote spiritual circles it's like <laughs> you're not supposed to love parties and fun <laughs> <laughs> you're so right i totally forgot that was a huge part of my conditioning <laughs> I came from like hardcore. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what do you mean there was a life before being a fabulous fairy? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, I came from like a pretty hardcore, like Advaita, non dual um, sort of spiritual practice where you just forget you have a body and <laughs> um, kind of reject the material world in a way um mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's fun to come back into form and then just play in this 3d landscape it's so much fun yes and then what does that mean in terms of work for you a lot of this journey has been discovering how much i love what's already here And one of those shapes has been work. And so I work freelance as a camera woman, but now I also paint. So I have a studio space where I paint and make art and start a million projects and maybe finish two of them. <laughs> 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 and it's really great. Um, and yeah, part of the... The fun for me is just being able to flip between interests and hobbies and friends. And it feels like 
I inhabit the camera world and then I inhabit the art world, but they're not really two different things. There's like a real mm. fluidity and kind of moving between them. Um, so I'm freelance, so I'll work on a on a gig for three or four days and then maybe I'll have a week off um, or maybe a couple of days in between and then I'll sort of flip between that and my art studio. Um, and I've got to say, it's a really, really fulfilling shape for me. So not just stuck in one like nine to five job that you do every day. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be... <laughs> That would be torture. <laughs> I mean, I once did a, a single drama job that was about 14 weeks long and it nearly killed me. <laughs> mm. I was having collapses on set because <laughs> there's no downtime. <laughs> um, so at least for, for this one, for, for me, I, I like having, yeah, just short form, just kind of, a little bit of investment before I can move on to the next thing. <laughs> Don't ask me to deep dive. <laughs> Not too many details, please. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, there you go, decoders. It's the essence of an interview. It's the essence of a conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can feel you try to pull the details out. <laughs> and I just kind of keep I'm giving like, you a yeah. flavor. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and, and how exactly? And do you remember? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but thank you so much, Cami. It's been wonderful to talk to you and hear the essence of a fairy life. <laughs> Maybe. Or, no, that's wrong. <laughs> and here, the essence of your whole journey of like landing in your delicious fairy avatar. Yeah. I mean, maybe we can get a hobbit to tell my story in a more linear fashion. <laughs> no, it's perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Leela. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you.